highest IQ, highest EQ, most hustle, most courage. Um, so the most damage, but the best ability to overcome it. So that's what entrepreneurs are. Then you get to the level of true visionary who lives in abundance, who looks at things as an investment, not cost gets. You give to give, but only to the people who get it. So I will endlessly give to people who get it, regardless of whether I get anything back. The worst I'd ever felt was at the end of 2018, made more money in one year and never been more miserable. So I'm glad I went through that because I realized that more money did not equal more happiness. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O.com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm here with a special treat, my guest, Justin Green. We both have our uh, coffee mugs. Today, what are you what are you drinking in your day, Justin? Hmm. Uh, you know what? No one's in like twenty years as a journalist, and then like hundreds of interviews. No one has ever asked me that, with the exception of this interview. And then last week, someone asked me that. So now that's kind of weird that that's happened twice now in a mm. couple of days. Um, yeah, so without, I didn't answer your question yet. So it's straight black coffee, but today, unlike any other day, I poured um, some protein drink into it to see if it would taste good, and it kind of does. So it's like chocolate protein drink with coffee in it. It's pretty good. Hey, just try something different every time. When I used to work at the university I went to, I would pour black coffee and I would mix it with hot chocolate packet. Yeah. Kind of like a yeah. chocolate mocha thing. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've tried some different different yeah. stuff too. But I'm excited to have Justin here today. He's the author of one of the favorite words that I've been really attached to lately. And it's like the first word of his book. So that just an extra special. It's Epic Life, How to Build Collaborative Global Companies While Putting Your Loved Ones First. And there's something really special because you are a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author. And for those of you who don't know too much about the authoring world, that's <laughs> easy thing to do. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, getting more introduced to it. But um, 
if you learn about all the numbers uh, that it takes to be able to accomplish that, it's it's quite a bit. So that says a lot about the support that Justin has in his universe. He's also the founder and CEO of the global PR firm, BR Epic Communications and BR Epic Network. And he is actually talking to me today from where he resides in Chicago, which happens to be one of the places I love to go the most in the summertime though, in the summertime. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you. Yeah, this will be this will be exciting. I was listening to um, so like most of my days talking to world's top visionaries and then spending time with my family. Um, that's pretty much my whole day. I was listening to your interview with uh, Dennis Barry. That you know, multiple drunk driving, drove into a house, stoned for fifteen years. Uh, I'm like, oh, this guy's just a total entrepreneur. That's all. And then oh, we yeah. first met. You'd interviewed Mike Malatesta. You know, his partner died in a in a fire. Had a you know, Mike had a massive exit uh, with his with his company. He had multiple exits. He became a, a great PR partner. I'm like, Mike's just an entrepreneur. So I'm like, just incredible damage. And then, oh, figure it out. You know, just figure it out. So you have a good yeah. name for your oh, good name. Yeah, it's it's actually it's quite fascinating because I find that the stories that I gravitate to are those that have those arcs, you know, where there is right. something that you you might call tragic or monumental or just, you know, captures a really pivotal point in someone's life. Um, and it's somewhat of a, a turning point or a wake up call. And I think uh, mm -hmm. it, it does so much, you know, in their journey. But I'd, I'd love to know your story, Justin. Tell us about you. Sure. Yeah, um, my brain, uh, most of my day is talking to like top ideators on the planet. So they're like idea, 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 you know, shiny object, shiny object, shiny object. And then I am uh, ultra focused and my brain turns everything into patterns. I don't know why, why it does that, but it, but it does. So that's, that's just the background. Like basically every answer I will have will be some type of pattern. So, so most of my day is talking to top entrepreneurs on planet. So uh, not definitely not humans, not business owners, not consultants, just top entrepreneurs changing the world. And uh, entrepreneurs like that, most damaged people, most damaged with best coping skills. So most damaged people, best coping skills. I have not met one of those entrepreneurs that has not overcome at least one of the following four things most are two or three and then the really successful ones they're usually uh, threes and fours so the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy two depression three highest level of anxiety that you can imagine and four likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or an adult so for humans business owners consultants those are excuses entrepreneurs at the highest level figure it out so they have Highest IQ, highest EQ, most hustle, most courage. Um, so the most damage, but the best ability to overcome that. So that's what entrepreneurs are. That's what separates entrepreneurs from every everyone else. So I'm I'm three of those four. Uh, three of those four. The only one, knock on what I haven't had to worry about is uh, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. But started first company with zero business background. 
zero business background in 2017 after job salary uh, as a journalist was cut in half, couldn't find a job, uh, incorporated six days after turning um, 40 with zero business background. Um, so I was working full time uh, at half salary over six weeks, reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients. So one out of a thousand said yes, uh, 999 no's for every yes. I uh, got fifth client on June 1st, uh, June 2nd, resigned, and then at the time, he since retired, but at the time, Robert Feeder was top media columnist in the Midwest. He did a story and started my own firm, so that was just the start first company. That's, you know, most people can't do that, but that's entrepreneur life. Wow. And I, I mean, 2017, it wasn't like that was long ago. Entrepreneur had, life. Yeah. 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 So, you know, PR, you're in the world of PR. You talk to visionaries, like you mentioned, and there's there's a there's a pattern. Even there, you mentioned that you see patterns. How do you endless pit? How do you find the clients that you work? <clears throat> oh yeah, I I haven't done anything outbound in years. Um, they're hard to find at first because <laughs> people like me are usually aliens within their own family community and verticals. The only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on planet. So most of conversations I had most of my life uh, were talking to people who had no idea what I was talking about. Um, so that can be a very lonely world, uh, very lonely world. Um, and then I just found that the only people who understood what I was talking about were top entrepreneurs on, on planet. So Again, simplifying the patterns. Um, I just keep making bigger investments into smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impacts. That allows me to spend biggest investment, smallest room, which is my family, where I can make most impact. So uh, I guess in human terms, what that means is first networking group I was in, it was like $250 a year, then it was $500 a year, then it was $1,000 a year, then it was 2000 then there was a 5000 At the 10000 a year, uh, some people started to understand what I was talking about. Um, and then now two groups I'm in now are, are 25K a year each. I'd easily invest 50K a year each. Why? Because bigger investment, smaller room, bigger impact. Allows me to spend most time with my family, smallest room where I can make the most impact. So it's the same, same formula and pattern. <clears throat> and regardless of whether it was $250 a year or 25,000 or 50,000, it's never been a cost. It's always been an investment. I just found the only people that understood what I was talking about. And more importantly, the only place where I can actually learn anything is at the 25K a year group. So I just keep mm -hmm. making bigger investments. That's the way to do it. I like it. I like it. Now tell me about your right. book. What was the catalyst for that, for writing your book? And what yeah. what what is the goal that you have with giving bringing that to the world? Well, there's two there's two things from that. One, again, most of my days talking to top entrepreneurs on the planet. So I talk to one to two of those folks every single week, every week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from anything meaningful. Um, so the book's about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. Um, that's the message I believe and know people like me want. They just don't know how to do it because entrepreneurs are most damaged people with best coping skills. And many times, but not always, they use those coping skills to create massive company, massive wealth, massive number of cars, massive houses, uh, and certainly not always, but many times at expense of anything meaningful. No family, multiple divorces, 
total, total disaster. So that's why I wrote it. And then reason two is if you're not a litmus test for people you serve, then you're a hypocrite. So purpose of my life is to be connecting superhero for every visionary who shares their stories with the world. So I am a visionary sharing my story with the world. So because that's the people I serve, I am one of those people. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, people people need that example, right? I mean, I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things that is why people look for community in the first place. Is 100%. Because they they want examples that can inspire them, that they can learn from and that they can get motivated from. You know, um, I want to ask you about networking and community, because I do think that we're in an interesting time. You know, we're we're I, I can't say we're past the pandemic. I mean, it still exists, but I do think we're in a world where whether you are spending more time virtually or you're embarking back on the in-person front, um, people see more than ever the value of community and networking. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about oh, how um, has Im influenced you um, and what you do in the, in the communities and networks that you're in? Hmm. Yeah, these, these are good questions. So, so um, <clears throat> of all the patterns uh, that my brain is, done the number one number one by far is right mindset attracts right network which creates right opportunities so right mindset attracts right network creates right opportunities so I'm, i strongly feel you're either born to be top entrepreneur on planet or you're not i think most people would choose this life but those four things they those are excuses an entrepreneur figure it out um but if you are born like this you can work on your mindset every day um and so we only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs. So not business owners, not consultants, not humans, visionaries who live in abundance. So there's no scarcity, no scarcity. Um, and there's no what do you cost or charge. If anyone asks me that, I will never talk to them again because they're living in transactional world, not transformational. So when you have visionary investment abundance mindset, it attracts visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs, and it repels uh, people that don't think like that. Um, so there's nothing outbound. Uh, there's nothing outbound. And what I see is a four-step process when someone starts a business. Um, um, so if this is helpful. This is this is what I see over and over and over again. So first, there's get to get. So that's totally fine to start there. I reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients. Pure getting. Uh, a lot of folks stay there. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing that, but a lot of folks actually do their whole lives. Um, then there's get to give. So you're giving a little, uh, but you're mostly still trying to get. So think two intros to get 10. Definitely most of the world stays at that. Um, then you get to give to get. So you're giving eight intros, but you're still trying to get three back. So you're giving, but you're still trying to get a little. Okay, 99.9% .9 of the world stops at that. Then you get to the level of true visionary who lives in abundance, who looks at things as an investment, not cost gets. You give to give, but only to the people who get it. So I will endlessly give to people who get it, regardless of whether I get anything back, because they live in abundance and look at things as investments, not costs, and they're visionaries. And then those people are constantly giving to me, regardless of whether they get anything back, because they get it. 
And so it just creates this endless abundance of, of network of the right types of visionaries. Endless abundance. And there's only two 10x things in my life, only two, because I'm a simplifier into patterns and, and use a lot of logic and things. So a lot of folks, they care about revenue, employee count, office space. That stuff's fine. I, I just don't care about any of that stuff. The only two 10x's I care about are experience in life with my family. If you have a good family life, you have a good life. I have never met one person, not one, that has had a good family life that has not had a good life. If you know someone, regardless of whether they're a visionary or not, who's had a good family life that has not had a good life, I'd like to meet that person. I don't think I will, but I would like to meet them. And then the second 10x is network on a global level. And you, when you uh, increase your network 10x on a global level, it creates endless opportunities for your network and yourself. So what I found is that all this other stuff, this business owner stuff, it just takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I love that you talk about family because in most in many stories, it's people are talking about the demise of the family at, at the right. cost. Because they're the most damaged people with the best coping skills and they torch their. That's, I see the same thing over and over and over. Absolutely. You know, it's it's there's a there are words like sacrifice and. <laughs> prioritization and, you know, needing right. to um, <clears throat> choose work or business, uh, the daunting schedules of travel that keep people away from family. And then it, you know, leads to this, this spiral of all the things that you right. mentioned, it's divorce or just right. strive, struggle, um, you know, and I think what you're, you're talking about is another level of what I, I would agree with you. Most people want to get to. Who doesn't want to have? Why would you not want that? It's illogical to not want. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So like, um, thank you for saying that. So like being, I was a journalist for 20 years, so you don't get into that for like, you don't get into that for business owners. Most of them don't. Um, so like, I'm very grateful that never took a business class or, or any of that in college or any, you know, nothing. Didn't even know what this world was until started first company. And it was a great blank slate. So there was no damage. There was no damage from like learning. I didn't have to unlearn that much. I didn't have to unlearn it. And uh, that's a big you're surrounded by people winning the wrong game. I mean, that's literally what it is. Mm -hmm. I do. I do find that the unlearning part is a big aspect of so many journeys because what right. you're taught in in the societal norm is to do certain things that then you feel right. challenged by once those things settle right. in you go to college you take the business classes like you said you uh -huh. study things and <laughs> you're making sacrificial choices um you know and then hopefully by the time you're 50 or something, then you're you're, you're reconciling Oops. and feeling like you're on a path towards, uh, you know, <laughs> success in some way or balance. Um, right. 50. Yeah, I'm 45. You're uh, you're right. So like, and uh, so when you talk to a 50 year old, and a, I would say most of my days talking to folks that are much older than me and so when you mm -hmm. talk to one to two of them every single week that said oh don't do what i've done or or I, they don't even have to say it it's just obvious to to not do that and uh what what my brain does um 
there's a 34 Clifton Gallup Strength Finders, uh, G-A-L-L-U-P Strength Finders. It's an assessment. Most of the people I talk to, they're ideator futurists uh, with a mix of activator, maximizer, achiever in the top five. So they're off in idea world, um, but they'll do something about it in the present. And then I'm 32 out of 34 in ideation, almost dead last. So essentially every great idea in my life comes from an ideator futurist. So what happens is, is maybe once a month, maybe once a month, one of those folks uh, will say something truly great. And then my top three strength finders are activate, maximize, achieve. So I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'll activate, maximize, achieve that into my life. More often than that, they'll say something like, oh, I'm on my third marriage, or I don't see my children, or I never had children. And I'm like, well, that's a bad idea. I'm going to activate, maximize, achieve not doing that. So as simple as that sounds, that's literally how my brain and life works. I just talk to ideators, and every now and then they say something great, and then I'll do that. And then more often than that, they'll do something that I think is not great, and I won't do that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's nice to be on the side where you don't have to make the mistakes to learn from them, that <laughs> you can actually, you. you know what I mean, do things in a way that you just get to stay in mm. that abundance mindset. Um, I, too, have mm. a maximizer and achiever as um, two of my top strengths. What are your top five? What are your top five? Um, I've taken it, taken it twice. Um when I first took it, individualization was one of them, but now all the five are more in the, what you would call the strategy uh, realm. Yeah, I, I strategy. It's interesting because it. I, they were probably about ten years apart when I when I took mm -hmm. it. And I found that um, yeah. I, I, through my maturity, um, yeah. like four of the five were in the stra strategic future uh, realm. Then um, before it was more. Uh, execution um, mm -hmm. uh, and empathy driven, like empathy. empathy. You're, high, you're high in empathy. You're yeah. high in empathy. Right. So that's an interesting thing. So there's 34 of them. I am de dead last in empathy, second to last in includer. However, again, a weakness becomes a strength because I've found collaborative ideators and then have found collaborative empathy in my life. So I, I like to know like what I'm last in because I'm like, oh, okay, I need. So my wife's a pediatrician. She's probably one or two in empathy. Pro like, so she's like, oh, you have to say thank you to people. And, <laughs> you know, don't. And I'm like, oh, thank you. OK, that, thanks for telling me that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then my partner for company, he's competition one, maximizer two, empathy three. So he's it's I've just found collaborative empathy. And I'm very grateful for that because like. I would have I would have never understood any of that if people like you weren't like saying things like that. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm but for top entrepreneurs on planet, I have endless empathy, endless because of those four things and they won't make excuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, endless empathy. yeah. That's, that's endless. really true. It's you know, so if, if there's anyone listening and you're like, what the heck are Justin and Des talking about? <laughs> we're we're talking about a book called Now Discover Your Strengths. And there's there's so much that's around this. Um and these 34 strengths that Justin describes yeah. have come from Gallup doing research on entrepreneurs 
all around the world. And so these are the ones that come up. And when you take that, right? When you take not, that, they do humans too. <laughs> yeah, right. Then then you will get your uh top five. Um, and you yeah. you'll get all the definitions of what those are. Um right. and there's there's a lot of tests, you know, that are out there like this. Um I'm certified in conducting um res, uh, the results for what's called the Hogan assessment. Hmm. So the Hogan yeah. is this other test. It's it's one that people usually it takes longer. It's about 45 minutes to take it because there's three dimensions to it, but usually it's an indicator of future performance. And so oh, uh, yeah, organizations like people to take that because it helps them to understand what motivates them, um, you know, how they get what they want, and then what could get in the way of that if their strengths manifest into something more challenging. So um, I, I, I think, though, a, a point to be made, you know, for, for this topic of like personality tests or understanding the people around you, like Justin talked about his wife having empathy and, you know, one of the partners he works with, maybe you have opposite kind of strengths is is to to know the leverage that you have uh with with the people that are around you because there's sometimes you know chances that you have different uh things that you can leverage one another for and the more you have awareness that the greater capacity you have to tap into other people's greatness you know and, and right. sometimes we're you're so mired in yourself that you forget this isn't this isn't a solo act <laughs> when you're when you're when you're a visionary you you don't do things in a vacuum you know you you do things to enable empower engage and collaborate with other people and I think that's exactly the kind of environment that you're talking about Justin yeah, that's my that's my whole life. I mean, if I'm not in a, a room like that, whether it's virtual or in person, then I I get bored. I mean, there's and then there's nothing I can do because I can't I can't help someone if it's a conversation that they don't understand. So what's the what's the point? And of all these assessments, and I'm a high, I'm a high fact finder. It sounds like you are too. Um, mm -hmm. Number one by far is Colby K O L B E. Um, that's not your personality. I don't care what someone's personality is. I'll send, I'll send you the, the link after, after this call. Um, so it's how your brain takes action. I want to know if someone's actually going to do something. And the over, overwhelming majority of visionaries that I talk to, there are exceptions, but the overwhelming majority are at least an eight quick start. 10 is the highest. So and Mike Melatusti, he's an eight quick start. I'm guessing Dennis Berry's at least an eight quick start. He's probably a nine or ten based on how he talks and what he's been through. Um, so most visionaries are very high quick start, boom, 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 and then little to no follow through. So that's ADHD, ADHD diagnosed or undiagnosed. It's not a disorder. It's a sign of genius mislabeled by humans. And then I am I am the very, 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 very rare visionary that has high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. So say it, do it, say it, do it, say it, do it. Just hit the gas, pump the brakes. So I can keep up with 
really high quick start visionaries and follow through for them. It's very, 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 very rare. So um, in almost six years as an entrepreneur, almost six, my firms have partnered with one person that I know of and most Colby's I know at this point, only one under a seven quick start, only one in six years. Wow. So I have found that's kind of a visionary and you're at least a seven. You're at least a seven. There's no, I mean, I can hear how you talk like you've, in a good way, you've slowed yourself down. I can really hear how you think before you say anything. But I bet 10 years ago, I bet you were going, <laughs> you've somehow slowed down a little bit with maturity. That's, that's, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. And it's, there's this saying, and I'll never forget this uh, visionary mention it. And it was, um, the future is in the follow-up. The future 100%. is so for you to say that you know that's something you're good at is not true <laughs> for every person because you're absolutely right there. Oh, I think most people, people like that too, yeah. If they don't hire twenty people, nothing would ever. Yeah, it's a it would be a disaster. No, no, because I you know people are very excitable, excitable to to want to do something and take action, but then when it comes to the follow-up and and getting down to what actually needs to happen, you know, not like maybe fifty percent of the time, it it actually does. <laughs> or, but that's that's one well, of the things. Yeah, yeah, and and I, um, you know, find myself, especially with the more interactions that I have, you could see that even faster, right? Like people who have that that great follow-up and it's, it's definitely more rare. I would I love, love I'd love to know, Justin, what, what is your focus now? Like what's next for you when you think about Ooh. 2023, like what are you up to? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. I am now following through and sending you the Colby uh, link also to your LinkedIn um, because and activate, maximize, achieve. If you talk to me, it's meaningless without doing something. So I, I, here, I'm just letting you know, this is me in real time. And if yeah. you're not a litmus test, then, okay. All right. So that's sent to you. So again, there's almost no shiny object for me. Most people I talk to, they're endless shiny objects. I am not like, there's only two shiny objects, only two, my family and my network. And again, purpose of my life, this is to be connecting superhero for every visionary abundance investment mindset. I spend my time with my family and then growing my network. One of the chapters in the Epic Life book is naming your years. Um, that idea came from a great ideator, PR partner, Joe Martin. He names his years. So um, 2020 was global growth. Every day said global growth. 2021 was no limits. Every day said no limits. 2022 was epic life. Every day, epic life, book, epic life. This year is networks. So two words, networks. So second company is uh, Brepic Network, LinkedIn without the BS, high price point invite only connectivity platform. Uh, just technology for what uh, we're doing with PR for any type of intro. Um, and so my partner, who's high in empathy, uh, he's based in California. He's a nine quick start, true visionary, uh, really getting that company going and super excited about that. So networks, totally okay. focused on family working. That's so cool. I want I want you to talk about the BR Epic Network. 
I know that was started. Yeah, that's the company. Yeah. So that's really what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you want to sell your company for nine figures, uh, get an intro for that. You want your a Hollywood script producer, get an intro for that. My partner, most of his day is doing eight and nine figure deals. Um, uh, he's in the financial industry. He's a true financial genius. I am not <laughs> so collaborative for that. And then he's a true visionary and as connected as I am, he's, uh, he's even more connected. So he and I have, his name is Mark Fujiwara. He and I have a book coming out, um, have a book coming out about how to build a family office, multifamily office. I have no idea how to do that. Um, but the new book talks about, uh, Epic Network being the connectivity platform for people like that. So to have a family office, you have to have minimum eight figures. And then the, the third co-author is Ross Allen Prince. Um, so he's the editor of Private Wealth magazine. Um, and uh, Private Wealth has about 2,000 subscribers. Average revenue per subscriber is eight figures. So it's, you know, it's a small number, but the right number. And so Russ is going to be feeding all his people uh, into the Brepic network as well. So it's very exciting. Um, and that's what happens when you have the right mindset. It attracts the right network and they create the right opportunities for you. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that book coming out. When is that? Ha is that happening this year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a couple months. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. So I have to ask you, because you've mentioned it a couple of times, and I'm just curious because it sounds like it was a big part of your life. Being a journalist, how did you start mm. that? And what what did you learn from that experience of journalism? Yeah, you're definitely uh, strategic number one in strength finders. At least you are now if you retook it a third time. But um, so... I was just born with a story. I, I mean, I've been a journalist since before I was born, so that might not make any sense, but it will after I say this. Um, when I was born, my dad was 61, 61, and my mom was 27. And uh, my father was a World War II hero, shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute, got back in the plane, no excuses. Um, first chapter in the book is the cream rises to the top, so he would say, until he died when I was 13, every day he'd say the cream rises to the top. So we partner with the, the cream that rises to the top or those who will get back into a plane without a parachute. That's my, that's my litmus test. But so after he died, I find a, a diary of his that he wrote from the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, which was a battle towards the end of World War II, a very deadly battle. And every day in that diary just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, worse. and so. I write exactly like he does. Boom, 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 boom. Just inform and entertain. No fluff, no nonsense. Um, so I found that after he died. And then my mom was 27 when I was born. Uh, in his late 50s, my dad was hit by a drunk driver. A drunk driver was killed instantly. Uh, my dad broke every bone in his body but survived. And then my mom was his nurse. So that's how they met. He thought he was dead. He opened his eyes and he thought my mom was an angel. And that's how they met. So and most of my days talking to the world's top entrepreneurs, I have not met one person in my life with more hustle than my mom ever. She's the ultimate survive and thrive, the ultimate. And uh, so I'm the product. I'm the product of that. Um, and then as a journalist for 20 years, I was really an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist. So never covered negative news, never understood if it bleeds, it leads. 
never understood political news. I don't understand any of that stuff. So it was just writing about and connecting cool people, changing the world. And now as a visionary with two companies, it's just writing about and connecting cool people, changing the world. I mean, there's been no, there's been no difference in purpose at all. Um, I mean, it's been the same thing. It's just in different, different avenues, different outlets. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've lived your purpose day in and day out for decades now. My whole it's- life. Yeah. I mean, Basically, I mean, you know, there's two, again, with logic and simplification, and you're definitely a high fact finder strategist, which which is, I appreciate that. There's two reasons I found. There are two reasons that most people are miserable. One, they never find out what they like to do and what they're good at. So they're doing something eight to 10 hours every single day, you know, possibly seven days a week that they're not good at and don't like to do. That's a bad idea. Two, two, they actually find out what they, what they like to do and what they're good and they don't do anything about it. And so I don't understand. I just don't understand that. So I just do what I like to do and what I'm good at and completely eliminate anything else from my life. So I'm good dad, pretty good husband. I like to be with my wife and our sons that are eight and 10. And then I'm good at connecting and sharing stories with the world. So I just stay in those zones all the time. Yeah. And I understand that you have some dogs too, right? <laughs> two dogs. Stabilizing, married a stabilizing human pediatrician, thank God. And we have two stabilizing uh, doodles. One is a, <laughs> uh, a burner doodle named Dr. Pepper. And the other one is a golden doodle named Toffee Kisses. Yes. So they're both stabilizing. That name, Toffee Kisses, that's so awesome. Your son, you. and, and you, so you know, you, you mentioned being a dad, and uh, what what do you find they talk to you about what they want to do? So they obviously see dad, a visionary, mom, a pediatrician. <laughs> what, what, are, what are the kinds of things they talk to you about doing in their life? <laughs> so the greatest gift by far of being an entrepreneur by far, there's not even a close second, is that uh, our sons who are 10 and eight, uh, they're both nine quick starts in Colby, by the way, uh, 10 is the highest. So they're visionary maniacs. Um, the greatest gift by far is that they get to see this world even exists and then they can do whatever they want with that. Okay. So, so they have my wife's empathy, kindness. They're, they have a lot of friends. Um, they're both great at sports. They have, you know, they're good in school. And then they have my full <laughs> maniac. Uh, um, uh, my advice for my children is uh, silly, okay, stupid, not. Misdemeanor, okay, felony, not. So my wife has different types of parents. <laughs> and, then she, and at parent-teacher conferences, she says three words to me. Don't say anything. So I keep my mouth shut at parent-teacher conferences. So, so we talk about, uh, we talk about people's Colby scores and I'm, I'm two of the top entrepreneur groups in the world. The, uh, the kids will sit in on those meetings, uh, virtually, uh, with me. And we talk about the freedom and joy of being an entrepreneur and doing whatever we want. And, uh, and then I definitely talk about finances in terms of how much income comes in each month. And then sometimes when income doesn't come and I go, oh, sometimes that's just, how this works. Um, so it's a really, it's just a, a great gift to 
have that much like before COVID, I saw my kids more than any dad I've ever met in my life. And now I just spend more time with them. So to have that type of opportunity, I don't take it for granted. I mean, my dad died when I was 13. So I know what it's like not to have a dad around. I will never, ever, ever be that. I'll never be someone that would let entrepreneur life destroy my family. I would never do that. Yeah. No, and I I appreciate you saying that. And I could tell how much light they bring into your life <laughs> just by oh. you, you, you talking about them. Um, you know, I yeah. lost my yeah. dad too when I was nine. So I know. When you were what, nine. Yeah, when I was nine. So it was even before teen, be, being a teen. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been really fortunate to have like an amazing brother-in-law and uncles and and people who have just, uh, you know, older cousins, pe- people who have been mm-hmm. great guidances. But um, yeah, there there is something about a father that, right. you know, brings so much into their kids' lives, um, not just the stability, but also the Oh, I, prov- I provide no stability. My wife is stabilizing. <laughs> no, I mean, without so late, the first thing I ever, I do every day, every single day is a grateful journal to my wife. That's the first thing I do because without her, I mean, people, so what, what happens is a lot of people ask me, they're like, well, what's the recipe for, you know, collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. And I go, honestly, usually people like me marrying a state, marry a stabilizing human, not always, but usually. So like, I'm like, I talk to a lot of people. I go, so is your, your spouse, uh, an engineer or a school teacher or a nurse or a pediatrician, pediatrician or a social worker or a lawyer. And like, how did you know that? I go, well, imagine marrying yourself. That wouldn't be a good, I mean, so it does happen. And if a, Someone like me marries someone like me, two things happen. One, greatest life ever, uh, biggest adventure ever, more often than not, complete disaster because there's no stability. There's no stability. None. So thank God for my wife. People meet my wife and they, they then they, they have no, she's really, you know, she's really smart, super sweet, really pretty. And then it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But I'm not and giving you, her back. No. And you and no. You shouldn't. <laughs> and you should. No. You know, you, you just everybody needs to find that right recipe. <laughs> you certainly have found it. Oh, you know, that's the right recipe for. I mean, again, for me, 100 percent. But again, for most visionary maniacs, most of them in, in Colby world, logic, scientific world, most the, the ones that have kind of figured it out, they're, they're high quick start, lower follow through. Not More often than not, they will marry a low quick start, high follow through human. More often than not. Yeah. You find, you find that right partner, that right balance, and that, you know, hopefully, hopefully that gets you to the place, the place that you, that, that where you have the fun, but you have the groundedness and you've got, you know, the, right. the, Good gamut of things, and then your 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 sons have the best of both of those worlds. <laughs> That's something I'll tell you. Well, and um, you know, um, so like, m- my wife has given me a life in every way imaginable. Like, I'm forever grateful for, it, like, endlessly grateful for it. And then um, she takes more chances now than she ever would. She never would have done some of the things that she does now had she not married someone like she just she just wouldn't know she came from a very sheltered family that's totally fine 
but yeah. she takes chances now that so she's enjoyed her life more because of that and then i mean without her there's you know it's just a terrible situation like i I'd, I'd be i'd probably be one of those people that i was that i'm talking to all the time <laughs> uh, no i will I'm, I'm glad i'm not because it's like a it's just a blessing every day um to see my children and see my wife there. I mean, it's just very, and then the dogs, I named the dogs and then I don't really do anything else with them. I'll let them out sometimes, but I did name them and I named the children. Uh, and then my wife does 99% of the parenting and then I drive them around and, and play games and we beat each other up all day. But so it's a good, it's a good mix. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a nice mix. I like it. <laughs> right. You know, Justin, I, I'd love to get your take on a couple things. Um, because yeah. most of the time, uh, as you've probably figured out, people that turn, tune into Born Unbreakable come here because they are looking for some inspiration. They are mm -hmm. looking for some level of betterment in their life. You don't choose a self development podcast to like come and, you know, want to get a more shitty life or something. So <laughs> I, I do want to ask you about, a success principle, like you've had mm. this career uh, where you, you know, teach people about having an epic life. You've done everything from journalism to talking to visionaries every week. What's a success mm. principle that you live by? I love it. So I only ask myself two questions that matter every single day, only two. One, did I have a good experience that day with my family? Two, did network grow on a global level? Um, every day I found the answer to the first question is yes. And I would say overwhelming majority of days, the answer to the second question is yes. And have found that uh, all this other stuff kind of takes care of itself when those two are answered yes. Um, and again, right mindset attracts right network creates right opportunities. First thing I do every day is a grateful journal to my wife. Um, I, if you, we could talk hours about my wife. Um, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> but, and then uh, six days a week, no matter the weather, uh, no matter the weather, again, we live in Chicago. So I run outside six days a week between three and five miles. I've done that probably about 20 years now. And then listen to shows like these during those runs. So you're you're fueling your brain, lungs, heart, muscles all at the same time with good content and good air. Uh, so that's six days a week. So it doesn't matter if it's cold, rainy, warm, whatever. And then uh, five days a week, I'll include this in that. Five days a week, uh, we'll do a grateful journal on LinkedIn. Uh, it's a commercial for other people, things that I'm grateful for that day, Monday through Friday. So to simplify all those patterns, when you're constantly grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful. Very, it, it does happen, but it's hard. And then gratitude attracts attracts gratitude and repels arrogance. It repels arrogance. Oh, that's so good. I have a newfound level of respect for you that you run oh, six days a week knowing where you live. I really do. Right, it's entrepreneurial. <laughs> you either can't. I mean, that's what it is. So, um, <clears throat> and what I found is, um, uh, I actually prefer negative today. Uh, 
it was 12 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I, I actually like running in colder weather than that. Um, um, I used to do it in shorts. I don't do it anymore. Um, cause silly. Okay. Stupid. Not that's my baseline. And, um, don't really like running in heat, but, um, you know, who's the, it's, that's like being a true entrepreneur, you know, who's really out there doing it as opposed to the people who are afraid to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I talk a lot about self-limiting beliefs and what people have <laughs> overcome. What's a self-limiting right. belief that you've had to overcome, Justin? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, so in Strength Finders, many of the people I talk to are very low in self-assurance. Uh, I'm actually very high, um, sixth. So top, top five are activator, maximizer, achiever, competition, responsibility. And then sixth is self-assurance and seventh is, seventh is significance. So there's very little imposter syndrome, very little imposter syndrome, which is rare. Um, so just as that background, um, what I have learned is, um, at the end of 2018, not, not two years into entrepreneur life yet, I'd made more money in one year than I'd ever thought possible. And I'd never been more miserable in my life. Uh, never, uh, top, the, the worst day of my journalism career, worst day was also the best day when job salary was cut in half. So that was February 10th. 2017, so almost the six-year anniversary, um, almost six years. Um, so that was the best day and the worst day in a five-minute meeting. Uh, that's not even the top probably 100 days now of being an entrepreneur. So the worst I'd ever felt was at the end of 2018, made more money in one year and never been more miserable. So I'm glad I went through that because I realized that more money did not equal more happiness. That was a very good learning experience. Very difficult to go through that. Very difficult. but. Uh, learned a lot and I'm glad now certainly that I went through it. So I don't know if that's a self-limiting belief. It was more of an understanding of of what entrepreneur life actually is and then what it actually means to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important for everyone to hear that. Uh, most people are thinking that when you acquire more money, things get better and happiness is attached to that. <laughs> one plus one does not equal two in that case. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. If there is someone that you could meet, I'm gonna say alive, somebody who's alive today. If you could meet, who would you want that to be? to have a conversation with? I want to know the answer for, for you on that as well. Um, um, there's two, there's two. Uh, one, um, I want this to be taken the right way, but Howard Stern, because I do think he's the best interviewer, maybe of all time. I don't necessarily like the content all the time, but I do think he's the best at interviewing. I would have said Larry King, but he just died in the last couple of years. So Howard Stern's one, because he's an incredible interviewer. Two, uh, Matt Bellamy, uh, the singer from Muse. Um, he's also an entrepreneur. He's a full genius, 
he's a full genius. I mean, I think he's the top musician currently living just in terms of piano, guitar, singing. The guy's just, and, and he's an entrepreneur investor uh, in, in uh, healthcare startups. Um, so to have a conversation with him would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My, my partner, uh, Aaron, his favorite person to listen to, I think he's listened to him forever is Howard Stern. Um, I mean, gosh, he's been doing that and in radio, um, forever. (laughs) Howard understands his, he understands his audience. Um, and I can understand that a very high level. I understand my purpose and I understand my audience. And he's a and he's a litmus test for the people that he serves. So I mean it makes it makes sense. Yeah. I love it. Who's what's your answer? What's your answer to that? You I you know, I'm gonna wonder if you would have guessed that this was one of my answers, because you're pretty good at reading people. Um Oprah is one of the people. Okay. I think she she has a, a high high degree of uh, a, a sense of understanding um, of the world and and a, a way to connect with people. You know, in her journey of interestingly, the, in in the journalism or the broadcasting, she was in the broadcasting space when she first started out, um, and and then moved into more of the the hosting, the interviewing, the connecting, and then starting the O network and turning it into more of a network and a magazine and, you know, this whole, this, this, this platform. Um, And then putting on events where thousands of people would come together and do, you know, talk about everything from relationships to wealth. And I I had a chance to see her, um, well, not talk to her in the way that we're 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 talking about if I had a chance to actually talk to her, but I got a chance to see her when she did an event right before the mm-hmm. pandemic happened in 2020. Um and there's there's a lot to her magic. So I think I think that's really interesting. Um I actually say this next person um because I'm I'm just fascinated by, and it might be somewhat controversial um, because I I think people feel a lot of different ways toward this individual, whether it's good or bad, but I just would like to talk to him to understand his brain and how he thinks. But um, Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. Yeah, he's a quick start and um... I can say he's one of the few people that I can think of that has a million times less empathy than I do. A million. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I, no empathy or understanding. None, none. Yeah. 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 And so that, that's actually why, you know, I, um, when, when you see someone who, who does things and, um, accomplishes things that, you know, I, I don't personally relate to him in a lot of ways, but I do think there's a lot of things he's done. That's pretty fascinating. And I, I'd love to just be able to talk about that, you know, with him, because I. So if I, there's a question here, um, so the, for the newest book, Peter Diamandis uh, wrote the forward. So Peter's one of Elon's best friends. Peter's one of the top futurists on the planet. 
Um, so they have him write the fourth for Epic Life. I'm very grateful. And Peter talks to interviews Elon all the time. Um, um, that might be a good search for you just to look up Peter Diamandis interviewing Elon. Um, and then Elon will pop in. Uh, the, one of the entrepreneur groups I'm in is Abundance 360. Peter Peter runs that. So every now and then Elon will pop, you know, pop into that. Um, so like if I'm not in a room with people that think like that, uh, I get bored. I get bored because they have to be changing the world. And here's the other thing that's interesting. <clears throat> Um, you're an exception. My partner's an exception. Um, most visionaries, and again, all I do is talk to visionaries. Most visionaries are actually quite low in empathy. Um, they're quite low in includer. They're low in uh, positivity and harmony. Because oh, yeah. that's, why you're running, right? that's why you're running a company up here. Uh, and that's fine, by the way. Um, so like I don't I don't talk to employees I don't talk to consult like I just talk to true visionaries all my all my teams are just visionaries connecting each other to visionaries because they're the ones that change the world and and those people help everyone else that's how I help everyone else by just helping the visionaries um, but I do always laugh because there are exceptions but I always laugh when someone's like lead with empathy I'm like probably you're actually quite low in empathy. <laughs> what you say might not be entirely aligned. Yeah. What I'm saying is, most of the time when someone says they're leading with empathy, that it's bullshit. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there are you're an exception. My partner's an exception, and sympathy's different than empathy. Sympathy, I, I sympathize. I do not understand someone making an excuse. It makes no sense to be in any capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, you're, oh, you are so fascinating. I could talk to you for hours, but I do want to ask you if you had to give one last piece of advice to anyone listening to our conversation today, what would it be? Okay. Thank you for asking that. I, I greatly appreciate that. So um, I'll answer like this and then explain. So if you're a dad, be a dad. Okay. So if you're a parent, be a parent. Um, like all this other stuff, to me, it's meaningless if you can't put your family, it's meaningless if you can't put your family first. So if you're a dad, be a dad. I mean, that's, it's very simple. Like there's nothing else to me that matters if that stuff isn't taken care of. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, that, I think people really needed to hear that. I love it. Justin, where can people find you? Where do people look at what you're up to, what you're doing? And uh, so they know when the when that next book comes out, all that good stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was a great interview. I'd like to know, like, what are you last in on your strength finders? You did, did you do all 34? Yeah, I don't, you know, I, it's been a while. I had, I'd have to look. I don't know. I want, it'd be funny to see what you're last in. Yeah. It's probably something. <laughs> if now I want to go. My, uh, I gotta go dig it. We'll find it in the show notes. <laughs> but your last in, uh, it'd be funny. And then, um, um, uh, uh, people can go to the website, uh, it's brepicllc.com, B R E P I C L L C.com. There's a mindset scorecard that takes five minutes. People like taking it, and uh, people qualify or disqualify themselves with their own mindset. It's very interesting to see that, yeah. You got to understand who you are. 
if you want to become who you want to be, right? So uh, don't, don't, run, don't run away from that. Lean into it. You know, it's like when you, when you know who you are, then you know, the more you can be authentic and be that and, and know who to keep around you to balance it out. 100%. That's, that's why Justin's found the wife that he found. <laughs> It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Uh, our first date was the day before she started medical school. Uh, and then somehow she and I became international dating experts. Uh, that's pretty hilarious, that story. But the um, but I have found learning, knowing who you are not leads to knowing who you are. So I am not a BS glad handing PR firm owner. I'm very direct, <laughs> full black and white, 100% black and white thinking, true visionary. So, because I know I'm not any of those other things. Absolutely. Well, this has been remarkable spending this hour with you. You are, you, you are in the epitome of visionary. I love what you do. I love who you talk to, to make yourself better and make the world around you better. And most of all, I love the, the message that you've put out about putting family first. I think most people want to do that. I think the majority are figuring out how to do that. Um, and, and you know, I, I think if they tap into the resources that you've shared and certainly your book, maybe yep. they can um, be even more successful at it. So. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate your time today. It's been awesome. What an insightful interview. Wow. Justin is undoubtedly a visionary. I can tell how quickly he thinks. He is a straight shooter. No bullshit. Straight to the point. And I think having somebody like him in your circle makes a big difference in terms of how you get things done and think towards the future. If you think about people like Elon Musk, like a Mark Zuckerberg, any CEO of multi-million or billion, multi-billion dollar companies, these are the kinds of minds that they have. Willing to take risks, looking, I love how he talked so much about things as investments and not costs and abundance and not scarcity. That is a mindset that you have to adopt and really live by. It's not just a sometimes thing, it's an always thing. And it takes patterns and behaviors like what he talked about to really strive and achieve that. So I really do hope you got something out of today's interview. There were so many great moments that Justin talked about and it really did make me feel encouraged to be bold and to be brave and to not not be afraid of all those scary things that can happen in life. You know, when he talked about him having three of the four things, uh, when, when you think about um, financial, you know, struggle, anxiety, depression, trauma, you know, these, these are things that a lot of times you want to avoid or not experience, but you find that if you do, and those you know that have, are living in a way that is admirable. Because when you know what it's like to feel that you're at the bottom, the level of perseverance, tenacity, grit that you have to 
move beyond your circumstance and really live life to its fullest is so present. So what what a fun interview. That was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, definitely got my got me going this morning. Uh, I just appreciate you for being here. You know, remember that you are your only limit, so take action today. And also think about your follow-through. Think about your follow-up. That was something that Justin pointed out that people are not always great at. I'd say that I'm probably right there in the middle. Um, not horrible, but not probably as good as Justin is. So it's something that I can continue to work on. But um, yeah, think about that. Are there things that you need to be following through on? Wow. Super great. Super awesome. We're entering now February. New month, new goals, new things to crush and conquer and, uh, and be inspired by. So thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time on another inspiring, sensational, motivating episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast.